wonderful friends, welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God and faith, contemporary religion and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I'm Pastor Gary. I'm pastor to the Brighton Seventh-day Adventist Church here in the beautiful city of Adelaide. I'm also your Drive Time host. Every Tuesday and Wednesday, it is really fantastic uh, to be able to share with you once again I love our times together. This week, we're looking at the theme, uh, difficult questions about imperfect churches. Now, there's a question uh, that I am sure so many uh, would love to eavesdrop uh, on. Please encourage them to come and join us on uh, on Faith FM. Uh, yesterday, uh, Pastor Joseph Matichich and uh, Eric Hall looked at the subject of what is uh, the church? Today, we're asking, why does the church have so many hypocrites? Now, that's a question that uh, so many people in our big wide world uh, use as a reason for not coming along and joining in the life of a church. Today, we want to examine uh, that particular question because it is really key. Uh, how authentic, how reasonable is uh, that particular statement? Now, today... Our co-host is actually live from Perth, uh, and that's uh, Pastor Don Felberg. Now, Don uh, recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. Uh, Don, welcome to you. Are you with us? Yes. Hello, Pastor Gary. Lovely to be with you today. Oh, look, it is fantastic to have you. Tell me, what's the weather like over in Perth at the moment? Oh, very pleasant. It's a beautiful autumn weather. We're in the 20s uh, most days. We've left the 30s behind now and the nights are a bit cool, but the days are glorious. Yeah, yeah, we get the same thing here. Adelaide is such a beautiful place in the middle of uh, uh, autumn and, and spring weather. Absolutely glorious. But right now we have a front uh, that's about to hit us within the next couple of uh, couple of hours. And they tell me the temperature tomorrow is going to drop down to uh, uh, to something in the uh, uh, in the single digits, which uh, for me. I find oh, it's going to be cold, but I find this um, uh, this sort of weather when you're trying to walk, and uh, normally I walk at uh, uh, about six to seven in the in the morning, uh, so I'm I have to be very well rugged up this time of the year. Do you walk it at all, or do you take do you exercise? Well, I um, I'm I should be doing more than I'm doing, Pastor Gary. Uh, but I'm, I'm planning. I'm planning to get into it. Sometimes I go for a walk of a morning, and I take some letterbox cards with me, um, advertising um, some health courses or something like that, and drop them in the letterboxes as I go. Yeah, yeah, and look, that is, you know, that's an excellent thing to be doing. That's probably something I should pick up and uh, pick up your example, uh, because there are so many people crying out uh, for uh, for assistance. Uh, really, yeah. that that's a fantastic ministry that you're involved in, and I know there's, there's actually many people who do exactly the same thing uh, when they're going out, uh, going off, uh, off walking. 
Now, mm, you can do two things at once, eh? You, you can indeed. You can indeed. Um, my, my trouble is I walk the same uh, route every day, uh, which means I'm not sure how many yeah. times you're allowed to put in uh, uh, mail in somebody's letterbox. Um, That's right, yes. Yeah, yeah. But look, let's come to our um, uh, world religion news. Now, look, um, I'd, I'd love to just bounce an article off you. Now, I pulled this article out of uh, what's the Premier Christian News. Now, Premier Christian News is the main religious news site over in the UK, and uh, they share on the news that's occurring uh, over in, in that particular country. Now, um, this this article really jumped out at me. The article was entitled, The Church of Scotland Moves a Step Closer to Officiating in Same-Sex Marriages. Now, this is uh, what the article said. The Church of Scotland uh, could become the latest Christian denomination in the UK to officiate in same-sex marriages. A new paper submitted in 2022 General Assembly of the Church of Scotland uh, expected to take place in May has shown a majority of presbyteries are in favour of allowing same-sex marriage. A legal framework considering how it could work was drawn up last at last year's um, uh, gathering uh, following years of debate. Members of the General Assembly then voted that presbyteries could express their view on the draft legislation before bringing it to a final vote uh, this year. At least 29 presbyteries have now said their favour of bringing forward the legislation, while 12 have said they are opposed. Reverend Shauna Dix from the Presbytery of Aberdeen and Shetland voted in favour. She told Premier uh, News uh, that she's delighted about the support. Personally, this is something I feel uh, has been a long time coming, she said. Uh, We've waited far too long, to be honest. I'm just delighted that I'll be able to become an official celebrant for same-sex marriages. According to the proposed legislation, no person uh, would be required to participate in the solemnisation or be involved in arrangements for a same-sex marriage uh, unless they explicitly wish to do so. But for Reverend Mike Goss from the Presbytery of Angus, who voted against, even with this permissive approach, division Uh, He said division within the church will continue and he thinks it will impact other areas of church life. There's still a continued struggle within the Church of Scotland. The group of uh, folk are called traditionalists, a folk who stand by the Bible. Uh, We're not going to go away. We are still there, he says. Now, when I read that article, I thought, well, here we go again. I mean, this is a debate that's come up uh, repetitiously uh, through the uh, certainly the Christian uh, church. Now, look, Don, if I can just sort of ask, ask you two questions. Uh, firstly, I suppose, you know, do you have any thoughts on the article in general, firstly? But more particularly, I'm conscious that, you know, in many churches, there's a very real drift um, away from, you know, clear biblical teaching. You know, would you have any yeah. any you know suggestions as to why this is actually the case? Because you know this article to me is a clear drift, a clear yeah. move uh, away from the clearest biblical you know teaching out there. I mean, uh, do you have any thoughts on the article? Uh, I mean, why is it occurring? Yes, yes. Well, Pastor Gary, I think we. 
we live in a secular society and, and clear biblical teaching is not popular today. It runs against what is culturally acceptable in many circles. Mm-hmm. Now, I think, you know, church um, leaders want to fit in with the world around them. They want to be politically correct. And so it suits the church to preach a sugar-coated lollipop gospel where you know, one doesn't really need to repent of his sins and change his ways, and he can continue in his pet sins because we're told God loves us however we are and whatever we're doing, and, and we don't really need to change. You know, that's the the popular sort of tenor. And um, secular teaching, sadly, has led many people to lose confidence in the trustworthiness of the Bible. And our education system and the media are all putting doubts in the minds of people about the Bible. Yeah. And so I would say, Pastor Gary, if a church doesn't fully believe they can trust the Bible, well, how can they preach its message with conviction? So if not- one is not willing to obey what he learns from the Bible, how can he preach it clearly with power? That's that's they're actually very good questions. You know, in many ways, you've got a you know um, a, a lukewarm church, I suppose. You know, in fact, in most cases, it's barely even lukewarm. True, 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 and um, and also, once churches or individuals say they can't believe one part of the Bible, for example. You often hear people saying, well, you can't trust Genesis chapters 1 to 10. You know, that's just um, fairy tale. You know, the yeah, story yeah, of yeah. creation and the fall and the flood. But it, it, once, once churches and individuals start saying you can't trust one part, then before long it's easy to say, well, you can't trust this other section especially if it deals with something you really want to do. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it, Don? Because what's occurring here is this is challenging the the culture of our society. Our culture is, by its nature, sinful. And as a result of the sinful culture, um, our nature wants to do... Uh, certain certain things and uh, yeah. if it's prohibited in scripture well that's something that you tend to react against do i yeah. have that correct you try to get rid of the bible so that you can still do what you want to do yeah 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 now look i appreciate what you're saying look tell I, me I've got, a, I've got an interesting text here pastor gary because this situation isn't really a, a new situation um uh, what I mean, people wanting to not really hear the word of God. Mm-hmm. In Isaiah chapter 30, uh, it talks about um, a rebellious people. Uh-huh. And it says, these rebellious people, Isaiah 30 verse 10, they say to the seers, now the word seer is another word for a prophet. They say, do not see, in other words, we don't want you to have a vision about our situation. Yeah. And then it says unto the prophets, do not prophesy to us right things. Speak to us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. And uh, in verse 9 it says, this is a rebellious people, children who will not hear the law of the Lord. That... I thought, you know, how applicable to our situation today where 
here in old times, they're saying, just tell us smooth things. Don't worry about whether it's right or not. Just tell us something that is smooth. That's so powerful, that passage of Scripture. I suppose myself, I, I, I reflect on Second Thessalonians where, uh, of course, the Apostle Paul talks about, you know, let no one deceive you by any means for the day won't come unless there be a falling away first. And, of course, he's talking about yeah. Christian churches there. You know, he's, he's expecting that when the, um, uh, the, the, the day of the Lord Christ is not going to come until um, there's actually a significant falling away. And to me, as I look at that, yeah. I say, hey, Don, that's exactly what we're seeing isn't it it is absolutely yes yeah look don just one other question before we before we come to some music now look throughout history you know are you aware of any other situations where the church has drifted away from sound biblical teaching oh sadly there are quite a few pastor gary in the early days uh, it wasn't too long before people started adding tradition to the Bible's authority. They said, well, we'll follow what the Bible says, but we'll also follow what tradition says. And you might remember that it was the Protestant Reformation with Martin Luther and and that that, uh, emphasized a return to the Bible. We need to go by what the Bible says. That needs to be our authority for what we believe. And... um, and then another teaching that early got corrupted was that beautiful teaching of salvation by grace through faith in Jesus. Yeah. You know, Paul says, for by grace you have been saved through faith. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and before too long, man started, man, the church started saying, well, you know, you can earn your salvation a little bit, you know, if you pay penances or you do these good works, you can add to what Christ has done to his grace. And so a subtle change. And that's, of course, is what, that, that's of course what Martin Luther actually initially rebelled about against. In fact, his 95 yeah. thesis uh, nailed to the, had a great deal to do with uh, uh, indulgences being uh, uh, sold to people in order to aid their salvation. Yes, yes. And, uh, you know, it's the Bible is very clear. We cannot earn our salvation. Yeah. Jesus paid it all, as the old hymn says. Is there any other examples that you know of that, uh, you know, where there's been a, you know, a drift away uh, from sound biblical teaching? I think I'll mention, uh, I could mention a number, but I'll mention this issue of the punishment of the wicked. Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible talks about the fact that God will punish the wicked, but he will do it justly. And uh, and so, but there's, there came a change where the teaching got popularized in the church that, uh, yes, there'll be punishment for the wicked and there'll be an eternally burning hell. And uh, it will never go out. God will keep the fires burning, so you'll be punished for all of eternity. Mm. But you know, Pastor Gary, that teaching has turned many people off genuine Christianity. Yeah, They've said, if God is like that, how can he be a God of love? It's a very good question, isn't it? We can't love a God like that. That's... You know, he's he's worse than Adolf Hitler. Yeah, yeah. And so, 
So, you know, that's where changing the teachings of the Bible, sometimes to fit in with popular culture or whatever, have sometimes backfired and the teaching has turned people off of Christianity where the genuine biblical teaching is a beautiful teaching showing the love and the justice of God. And of course, that particular subject is one that we're going to deal with on this program in just a couple of weeks' time because what we want to do is spend an entire week just looking at what the Bible says about this subject of uh, death. Can I have hope uh, at the other side of death? And what happens when I do actually die? And then for the second week, we're going to dig into this entire subject of uh, what about uh, the issue of hellfire because so many... Uh, churches uh, do act well most have gone quiet on it today but in the official documentation it's still sitting in the background there that there's this hellfire what does the scripture actually have to say on this particular subject and of course to me when you realize where uh, the current teaching uh, actually came from uh, and then you realize what the scriptures do actually say uh, you say hey this is uh, uh, this is an abomination um, this uh, this teaching that has come into the church um, I'm glad, Pastor Gary, you're going to be dealing with these uh, these two topics because they're so important to have a right understanding of them. Indeed, and in, in fact, you know, Don, I know that you've conducted many funerals. I've conducted many funerals, uh, but to me, uh, when you have a full understanding of the the Word of God, um, there is such hope uh, that comes yeah. out of death. You know, death can be to a believer uh, actually has hope at the other end. Uh, I I actually had on one occasion, and I know I'm drifting a little bit here, I actually had one occasion I had actually had a funeral director come up to me and uh, of course these guys go to uh, two and three funerals a day and he came up to me and he said that understanding that you've got of uh, of death is so wonderful. Um, yeah. and it was as though it was the first time he'd actually heard it. And, uh, you know, for a funeral director to come to you and say, hey, you know, yeah. that, in fact, <laughs> what his exact words were, were that makes sense because he's conscious yeah. that there's so much mumbo-jumbo in so many funerals yeah. and he just simply said, hey, that just makes sense, you know. And to me, I, I have to admit, I I went away from the uh, from the funeral um, just um, a little bit thankful that that funeral director had picked up just a little bit uh, from, the, from the Word of God. Um, yeah. But, Don, look, really appreciate that input that you've given to us. Now, we're going to have to come to the subject of the day. But before we do, let's have some uh, some music. Uh, this is uh, Laura's uh, little Laura story, and uh, the uh, the song here is, uh, is Grace. Uh, please, please enjoy. My heart is so proud. My mind is so unfocused I see the things you do for me As great things I have done And now you gently break me And lovingly you take me And hold me as my father Glory 
As I walk with you, I'm learning what your grace really means. The price that I could never pay was paid at Calvary. So instead of trying to Beautiful, beautiful song. That is Laura Story. Uh, the song simply entitled uh, Grace. I uh, love the words of that song. Love the melody of that song. I uh, hope you enjoyed uh, that uh, that particular rendition. Now, guys, look, we do have a, uh, a giveaway book uh, for you today. Now, this is a real beauty, this uh, this little book. Uh, this is the book, Your Bible and You. This is a paperback edition. Now, this book has been around for a long, long time. Uh, if you've ever thought the Bible was dry and impersonal, this exciting book is absolutely going to change your mind. Now, this book is it's friendly, it's uh, practical, and it shows you how to read your Bible for maximum uh, comprehension. You know, some of the questions that this particular book I, um, deals with, I actually used to sell uh, this book. I, I believe in it so much. It uh, uh, Questions like, uh, what is the Bible? What version is actually best? How do you read uh, your Bible? Uh, what happens when someone uh, dies? Why is there so much suffering? Are there any prophecies that came true? How can you live victorious? Uh, this this book covers so many practical, down-to-earth uh, questions. Tell me, Don, look, are you there with, uh, with us? Uh, are you, yes. Uh, are you familiar with this book, Your Bible and You? I am. Actually, I met the author of the book. Oh, did and, you? Uh, I, I wanted to say to you, Pastor Gary, that that this man, Arthur Maxwell, was a skilled writer for children, and he wrote the whole Bible story simply for children. It's in 10 volumes called The Bible Story. That's and what I wanted to say is if you can write if you can write to engage children, then you can also write to engage adults. And uh, what you've been saying about this book is so true. It's clear and easy to follow. Yeah. And many have got a blessing from it. Look, the book is entitled Your Bible and You. Now, look, if you would like your free copy of Your Bible and You, uh, all you need to do is to text us uh, here at our studio text number. Now, our studio text number is 04888. 80811. That number again is 04888 80811. 
11. And uh, uh, all you need to do in the text uh, portion is simply put uh, today's uh, today's code, and it's SA for South Australia, 43 is uh, is the offer today. So SA43, and uh, um, that will go directly to our robot. Now, our, we've called our robot Faithful. He's a wonderful little fella, and uh, he will contact you directly, and he'll ask for some information so we can get this uh, book to you in the fastest possible way. Um, so if you'd like to contact Faithful, uh, all you need to do is uh, send a text saying SA43, no gap between the SA and the 43, because if you do that, Faithful doesn't recognise it. And uh, sometimes we get a bit disappointed with Faithful because he doesn't pick up those uh, uh, those little ambiguities. Uh, so SA43 with no gap between any of those letters and just text us at 04888. 808 11. Um, now, of course, we do have um, a, a couple of other events uh, coming up as well that uh, you uh, really may love uh, to be part of. Now, look, um, not this weekend, uh, but the following weekend. Uh, this is on uh, Saturday, May 14. Over at my church there at Brighton, uh, we're going to have what we're calling a Faith FM Listener Guest Day. Uh, now, this is a fantastic uh, little day. Uh, we're inviting our uh, our listeners here in Adelaide, or if you want to come from further afield, that's that, that's perfectly fine as well. Um, to come to our Brighton Church uh, for a Faith FM listener guest day. Now, our presenter on the day is going to be Pastor Robbie Bergen. Now, you might have heard uh, Robbie on Faith FM. Uh, he uh, uh, he presents the Faith Experiment, and uh, he's also the Faith FM program manager. So he's actually one of my uh, many uh, bosses. I've, I have many many uh, bosses. Now, on uh, uh, on Saturday, May 14, that's going to be commencing at 11 a.m., and then we're going to have a, a light lunch afterwards if you'd like to join us for that, and that's uh, located Amelia Street at Hove uh, is the is the suburb. Um, so if you would like uh, to come to our Faith FM listener guest day at Brighton Church, that's occurring on uh, May 14, and uh, you're going to hear um, Pastor Robbie Bergen. Uh, you'll love that. Now, one other uh, opportunity that you've got as well is uh, the following week. Now, uh, if you're here in Adelaide again, uh, you might get like to go down to Victor Harbour because down at Victor Harbour, there's a uh, a series being uh, presented entitled "Amazing Discoveries: uh, Ancient Mysteries That Reveal the Future." Now, this is being presented uh, by uh, Pastor uh, Mark uh, Mark Wilson. Now. Now, uh, he uh, uh, he does a fantastic job. Now, on um, a Saturday afternoon, the 20, uh, 21st, he's going to be pres- talking about Egypt, uh, proof of God, he's entitled it, in the land of of the pharaohs and this is going to be Saturday afternoon the 21st of May at 3:30 in the afternoon and this is part of a series uh the next day he'll be looking at Petra um the uh, uh the, the the great red city and uh what does the scripture say about that and Don tell me have you ever been to Petra Yes I have it's uh, it's an amazing place to say yeah, I I had the privilege to go there myself uh, some some years ago, and I have to admit, uh, my only uh, regret was that we uh, only had half a day uh, to spend. Oh, uh, get, yeah. it, it was so, it was uh, it wasn't enough time to be able to uh, to see what was yeah. there. But look, guys, if you would like, 
I was just going to say, Pastor Gary, that uh, Pastor Mark's presentations are very, very clear and plain to follow, and he's he's a good photographer, and he's personally been to Egypt and Petra and these places, and uh, excellent, excellent presentation. Well worth making the trip down to Victor Harbour to see. Yeah, yeah. Now, look, I'd encourage our listeners to actually do that. Now, look, if you want to go down there, just, um, just if you want more details, ring, um, uh, Mark Wilson directly yourself. Um, and, uh, his number, he's happy for me to give out his number. His number is 04 triple, uh, 04 double zero 130. That number again is 04 double zero. 640130 and that's a fantastic uh, series of uh, of programs that you'll really uh, come to uh, come to appreciate. Uh, now guys, look, uh, uh, you are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A with uh, Pastor Gary. Uh, and today our co-host is live from Perth in West Isles and it's wonderful to have him online and that's uh, Pastor uh, Don uh, Don Felberg, a good mate of mine from many years back. Um, now, Don recently retired as the uh, Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. And uh, this week, uh, we're actually looking at the theme, Difficult Questions About Imperfect Churches. Now, uh, this is an interesting subject. Now, yesterday, Pastor Joseph Matichich and uh, Eric Hoare uh, looked at the subject of what is uh, the church? Uh, today, we're asking, why does the church have so many hypocrites. Do you know, one of the things I'm really conscious of is that this is probably one of the top three or four reasons people give for uh, not considering Christianity. There are just too many hypocrites in the church, and I don't want to be a hypocrite in the church. I've had this said to me, I don't know how many times. Now, Don, I've been a pastor for almost 40 years. You've been uh, around a bit longer than what I've been, and I've seen... In the church, incredible examples of selflessness where people have been giving of themselves. But I've also seen church members be accused of and actually be found guilty of criminal activity. In fact, I've sat with uh, some church members in courts of law. Um, you know, I've seen everything in between those, those two extremes. Now, how would you respond to this statement that the church is full of hypocrites? Well, Pastor Gary, I, it's a very interesting topic, and I, I wouldn't say the church is full of hypocrites, but sadly, it is true there are too many of them in the church. Yeah. Well, I guess the first thing we ought to talk about here is what is a hypocrite? Now, the word is used quite a number of times in the Bible. And uh, the word that's translated hypocrite in the New Testament in the, in, from the Greek language was used by the ancient Greeks to describe an actor who played a part in a drama or in a play. In other words, the person was not the real deal. It wasn't really the person. He was acting like somebody else. Ah. And so... Um, we, we sort of uh, define the word hypocrite as somebody who doesn't practice what he preaches. Yeah. You know, he tells you to do one thing, but he does something else. Yeah. And um, 
you know, and, and really that's an actor, isn't it? That he's is putting that. on an act. Yeah, he's not. He's not really the real deal. And of course, we've come yeah. to expect that in a Hollywood type environment, but we haven't come to. Yeah. We don't expect it within a church environment. We don't. And and Pastor Gary, one of the one of the sad things is that one of Jesus' biggest headaches when he was here on earth was hypocrites. Mm. And I'd like to read you a passage. It's, it's a very strong passage. Mm-hmm. It's from Matthew chapter 23 and verses 27 and 28. Mm-hmm. Jesus talking to the religious leaders, the scribes and the Pharisees. He said, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. He called them straight out hypocrites. Wow. He said, For you are like whitewashed tombs, which indeed appear beautifully beautiful outwardly, but inside are full of dead men's bones and all uncleanness. Even so, you also outwardly appear righteous to men, but inside you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. Mm. Now, that's a very powerful statement, Buster Gary. Well, can you imagine? Um, can you imagine saying that to? I mean, I mean, where, how would Christ have been regarded when he said that? Because I mean, certainly, if you know, one of us was to say that to you know to the local bishop or even the the local parish uh, priest or the uh, you know the local minister, I mean, you would get a reaction. And Jesus didn't say that early in his ministry. Yeah, that was that was something that. Uh, came towards the end of his ministry and he said it with tears in his voice. Yeah. He was sad that the religious leaders, the one that, that, uh, that they should have been, they, they, he expected that they would be doing the right thing and showing the right example and here they were in this situation. And yeah. I, I hasten to say, Pastor Gary, that there are many church leaders that are genuine Christians in in every church. Yeah, yeah. But sadly, there are some in almost every church who are hypocrites as well, who say one thing but live another. Yeah. And you know, Jesus, he um, he talked about this. He he warned us that this would be the situation. He told a parable. Mm-hmm. And uh, no doubt, listeners, you've heard of this parable of the wheat and the tares. Mm-hmm. In other words, Jesus told a story about this man that went out and uh, sowed his his good wheat, his good crops. But um, when the, the seed came up, there among the, the good wheat, there were tares or weeds. Mm-hmm. And in Matthew 13 and verse 24... Uh, and 25, it says, um, he said, explaining it, he said, The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so the, 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 um, it's, it's picturing God as sowing good seed, but an enemy of God comes along and sows bad seed. And Jesus explaining it further in verse 39 said, the enemy who sowed them, that is the tares or the weeds, is the devil. And so there Jesus pictured that in his church there would be good and genuine and faithful people 
but there would also be those that are, are not genuine. And you know, it only takes one hypocrite to turn off many people. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a bit like one rotten apple in a box. You don't have to have every apple in the box rotten, but one in there is bad enough, isn't it? Well, that's very true. In fact, Don, one of the things I'm conscious of is that right now we're getting in the uh, religious press, there's a lot of uh, talk about uh, certain religious leaders who have been involved in illicit uh, sexual activity uh, with yeah. uh, with church members. And, of course, you know, that is yeah. putting off so many uh, people. And, of course, the point, the finger gets pointed and, you know, here are hip- – and we've all heard stories of this in, in the past. So it's certainly something yeah. that we can't do deny um, but um, it's it's interesting that you point out that Jesus recognized the same problem in his in the church of his day um, and yeah. even suggested that uh, right through history um, we're going to have this wheat and tares problem that is going right. to be in the church yes yes that's right and um, I was going to say these these hypocrites, like you mentioned, these leaders that, um, you know, fall morally and do things, often the godless person, the non-religious person looking at this says, well, you know, here he is, he makes a profession of following God, and but I, I'm, I'm not a Christian, but I, I've got higher principles than what he's got. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't they? You often have that, and, and we have that said to us as pastors, you know. So it's true, one hypocrite. And you know, the other thing that really gets up the nose of people is that hypocrites become experts on other people's failures. That's true. And, uh, and I think of what Jesus said here in Matthew chapter 7 and verses 3 to 5. He said, Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but do not consider the plank in your own eye? Mm. Or how can you say to your brother, Let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite, he says. <laughs> First remove the plank from your own eye, and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Well, I tell you what, Jesus Jesus is the total uh, radical. And so, I mean, Jesus has this ability to speak the truth um even when it means that uh, that sometimes it's going to uh, touch uh, individuals who are uh, politically uh, in power. Yes, yes, yes. He very skillfully got his messages across to them, and and I guess Pastor Gary, because they didn't really take it or accept it, that's why that first text I read there about you know you like whited sepulchres full of dead men's bones. He, he came out straight in the end to try to wake them up. Yeah, yeah, and of but course. You know, I, I was going to say, Pastor Gary, God wants us to be genuine. Yeah, He doesn't want He doesn't want the church to have hypocrites. And I would say there is no excuse for anyone to be a hypocrite. There is no excuse for anyone to be uh, not to be to be genuine. Yeah. In Second Corinthians chapter five and um, verse seventeen, there is a beautiful text that says. Therefore, uh, where is it here? It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that means if anyone 
accepts Christ, surrenders to Christ. He is a new creation. Yeah. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And so it doesn't matter what we have been and what we have done. If we surrender to Jesus and come to him, well, we can become a new person and a genuine person. And Romans 1 verse 16, I love this. It says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, the apostle Paul said, for it is the power of God to salvation salvation to everyone who believes. How powerful. There's power in the gospel, Pastor Gary, to change people's lives, to make them new creatures. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, it's, and it's so sad when, in fact, that power is pushed to one side and uh, human nature uh, takes full control of the individual and then uh, the name of Christ uh, is actually yeah. depreciated, uh, certainly amongst unbelievers, uh, while believers uh, look on in total total disbelief at what is actually occurring um, but Don look we do need to come to some some music so look let's uh, come back in a, in a moment and look um, when we come back I'll get you to uh, to bring it all together but I'll also ask you to um, ask you another question you know do you think the institutional church must take any responsibility for allowing a, a lax culture to develop uh, within the church we'll come back to that question but also if you can wrap up uh, when we come back but uh, until we come back, let's have some uh, music. This is uh, David Phelps, and uh, the song is uh, At As The Deer uh, Love, uh, this, uh, this particular song. Please, please enjoy.
David Phelps, and the uh, the song was "As the Deer." Um, love that uh, that particular rendition. Uh, now, look, our free giveaway again for today. Now, look, this is a book that if you want us easy to read, understanding of the scriptures. This is the one to get. I've sold uh, this book. I've actually given this book away on many occasions, and people are just repetitiously wrapped uh, with what they read in this book. Arthur Maxwell is a uh, is a real uh, gem at being able to uh, to share things simply and uh, straight to the point, uh, but in a, a very relational manner. Uh, the book is entitled "Your Bible and You," and this is a paperback edition, and uh, uh, it covers. So many of the questions that people ask about uh, about the Bible. Why are some prayers not answered, he asks? Um, what about signs of our times? Are there issues, are there signs occurring in the day and age in which we are living? You know, my friends, I believe more and more that what we're seeing in, this, uh, in, in our religious world and in our political world, uh, in our uh, secular world right now, is a clear indication that... Uh, uh, that Jesus uh, is very soon to uh, to come. I believe things are very close to wrapping up. This book will help you understand the scriptures in a way that you haven't understood it before. Now, look, if you'd like the book, your Bible and, and you, the paperback edition, uh, then uh, please, all you need to do is to text us uh, here at our uh, studio text number. That number is 04888 808811. Um, 04888 808811. And all you need to do is to give us the uh, the code SA43 with no gaps between the SA and the 43. And uh, uh, our robot called Faithful, uh, he'll contact you. He'll ask you for a few questions so he can contact you uh, directly and we can get it to you in the fastest uh, possible uh, possible way. So when you text, you won't be talking to a person. All you'll be talking to is a robot. Um, so if you've never experienced that before, it's worth experiencing, my friends. Uh, it's a, uh, I remember the first time I, I experienced it was just uh, 12 months or so ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, it does work. It does work. Uh, 04888. 80811 is that phone number and the code that you need is SA43. Now you are listening to our Faith FM Drive Time, our big Q&A with Pastor Gary and today our co-host is live from Perth and that's Pastor Don Felberg and Don recently retired as the Aboriginal Western District Regional Leader. This week we're looking at the theme, Difficult Questions About Imperfect Churches. And today, uh, and yesterday, Joseph Matichich and Eric Hoare, they looked at the question of uh, uh, what is the church? And today we're asking, uh, why does the church have so many hypocrites? Don, look, uh, we've got about uh, about uh, eight or nine minutes uh, uh, to go. Just want to bring it together for us. But also, if you'd like to make some comment on this question of, you know, do you think the institutional church must take any responsibility for allowing a lax culture to develop within the church? Well, yes, I think absolutely. When the focus is off Jesus and off the Bible, well, then laxness grows. It reminds me of what it says in Judges chapter 21 and verse 25, where there was a period in the history of the children of Israel where every man did what was right in his own eyes. And that always brought a lot of trouble in those days, and it it brings a lot of trouble when they follow that line. When sin is no longer called sin, 
And people say, God is love, he will love me anyway. When people preach what will please the people, it uh, it doesn't really get us anywhere. Yeah. Now, yeah. Jesus prophesied that in the last days, there would generally be a lax church, and it's an amazing prophecy. And I've got it here. It's in Revelation chapter 3. Jesus was speaking specifically to the Christians in the church located in the town of Laodicea in Turkey. I've been there to the ruins of this place. Mm-hmm. And, but he's also speaking, um, his message particularly applies to the church in the last days. And it's interesting what he says. He says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. So I could wish you were cold or hot. Mm. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. I mean, for Jesus who loves us and who came and died for us, to have to say, you make me so sick, I want to vomit you out of my mouth. I mean, that's that's, that, that's strong and it's sad talk, isn't yeah, it? It is, it is. The church has become so lukewarm, so, so... Um, it's just become so lax that it makes Jesus sick. In fact, that's, in just, fact that, that same prophecy, if you go on there, Don, I mean, it talks about, you know, you say I'm rich, I've become wealthy, I've need of nothing, but you don't know that you're wretched, mm-hmm. miserable, poor and blind and naked. I mean, those are those words are almost as cutting as the words yeah. that Christ used with those Pharisees when he was here on earth. True, true. Yes, and it so fittingly describes our age in which we live. Yeah. And so then in verse 18, he gives the, the remedy. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined in the fire. He wants us to have his faith and his love in our hearts, that you may be rich, he says, and white garments, that you may be clothed, and that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed. We need the righteousness of God to cover us. Our own works and our own goodness is not good enough. We need Jesus. Mm. And then anoint your eyes with eyes of that you may see. We need the Holy Spirit to help us to clearly see what is right and wrong. And uh, then a beautiful invitation, Pastor Gary says, Behold, I, in verse 20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Mm. So Jesus is pictured as, as knocking at our heart's door, at knock, and knocking at the heart's door of the church and saying, let me in and I can fix up this lukewarm problem. Mm. I can, I can, I've got the remedy so that you can be fulfilled in your Christian walk. You can be a genuine person. Mm. You don't have to be a hypocrite. And uh, then it says, To him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. And so, yes, sadly, the, the institutional church must take some responsibility for this lax culture because the church hasn't, 
uplifted Jesus like it should. It hasn't uplifted and preached the Bible like it should. I'm it conscious. hasn't uplifted the I'm, Ten Commandments like it should. I'm conscious, uh, Don, that even, you know, if I think of, you know, for example, the church at Corinth, you know, Paul actually wrote a significant letter uh, to the church at Corinth uh, because in his day he recognised that there were people in that church that were actually practising hypocrisy. And uh, yeah. uh, and his response to them to the church was, what, why is it that you haven't acted um, against yeah. this hypocrisy? And as I look at that, I'm conscious that, hey, uh, there was actually an issue uh, with hypocrisy in Paul's day as well, and certainly the reason for the letter to uh, to Corinth was because of uh, examples of hypocrisy in the church. You know, even you know, we're talking sexual hypocrisy. We're talking about people yeah. taking each other to law. You know, this is this is a huge picture here. And Paul turns around and he says, "Hey, why haven't you acted?" And you know, to me, I think the same question can actually be asked. Certainly, the institutional church today. Uh, why is yeah. it that you've allowed you've allowed people uh, with Without saying anything uh, to get away uh, with that which is wrong and that which is evil. Now, look, guys, we do need to finish uh, right now. But, Don, I'm just wondering, how would you like to pray for us uh, and particularly uh, pray for anyone who uh, might be struggling with this issue of uh, hypocrisy at this time? All right. Loving Father, we thank you. We've had this time of being able to discuss this issue and Lord, it, it, it always makes us sad when we experience and see hypocrites in your church, people that are saying one thing and doing another because they disappoint and they're a stumbling block. And, and Lord, we just pray that you'll help each of us to be genuine, that we will be fully committed to you, fully surrendered to you, that we'll be the real deal. And Lord, that's what you're offering us. That's what you want for us. And I pray for anyone that's struggling with this issue that they will look to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Lord Jesus, you will never disappoint. You will never let people down. And Lord, help them to keep their eyes fixed on you. Mm. And so bless each, each listener today. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, folks, it does look like our time's up for today. Thank you so much for joining Pastor Gary and Pastor Don Felberg on Drive Time Big Q&A. Please join us tomorrow uh, when I'll be sharing with Pastor Ricardo Schaefer and we'll be looking at church members in conflict. Uh, Is it possible? Really look forward to seeing you. But until then, please remember Christ said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give isn't like the peace that the world gives. So don't be troubled or afraid. May our God richly bless you. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.